What are you looking for? Nothing. Nothing. You're just rummaging around in the box for no reason. Not for no reason. I'm looking for something. Well, what are you looking for? Nothing. Cafe. This week we've got something a little different. Well, everyone's probably seen the website nonduality.com. This week I'm speaking to the man behind the scenes, Jerry Katz. Um, hello. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Gilbert. Welcome, Jerry. Tell me, uh, when did you actually start nonduality.com? I first got online in uh, November of 97, seeing what would be out there having uh, what I think was my own vision for non-duality. Just going out there and having some fun with it. I, when I first learned to use computers and go online, the first thing I looked up was, was the word non-duality. And I just I saw there were some excellent websites from some of the teachers and gurus, but nothing that, that I wanted to do, that I had a vision for. So at that point, I said, geez, I could have some fun with this. So I went online with a, with a free non-duality, not orbiting around any given teacher, but launched with the idea, it's almost a cliche now, I guess, but launched with the idea that everyone is, is their own teacher. You know, you contain within you the, the guru, so to speak. And that was my knowledge. That's where I, always where I came from. It's where I come from now. Started with one, one email forum, uh, it was actually the I am list that was started in May of 98 and that still exists and it became it morphed into uh, a list called non-dualism non-dualism then changed its name to non-duality salon and the change to non-duality salon came in a split second I was sitting at a kitchen table and the name non-duality salon just dropped in my lap I don't know where it came from so then we started an email forum, Non-Duality Salon, and at the time it was hard to start email forums. People weren't, people weren't doing it. It just wasn't in their mind to do that, that people didn't know how to do it. So we had one large email forum with everyone on it. You know, everyone, who, everyone who's anyone was on that email forum. It was a lot of strong personalities, smart people, brilliant people, enlightened people just compressed into this vessel called non-duality salon. At one point, uh, one guy by the name of, uh, of uh, Hersha Luther, he's, he's, he's uh, been around you know, since the early days. He was one of the uh, co-founders of non-duality salon. And Hersha started his own email list. And in, that, in a split second when I saw that, it was clear that 
either you build a boundary and try to keep everyone within your own list <laughs> or or you go the opposite direction and say hey everyone just start your own email forums let's just spread this thing out like wildfire so it was very clear what to do within a split second so at that point I made an announcement that everyone should start their own email forums on non-duality the more the better so at that point it became clear to me that I'd have to give up everything everything at that point, I said, you know, take every member from non-duality salon if you want and let them go to your email forum. I was ready just to give up everything for the growth of this new expression of non-duality. So, so what happened? People started their own forums. They took people from the non-duality salon. But non-duality salon actually grew bigger. But so did the other forums. So now you have several forums on non-duality. They became easy to start. They're no longer difficult. They were no longer uh, an odd item or something far into the, to the consciousness of the computer user. And um, so that kind of got things started. Uh, and on it goes, non-duality, the, the word and different forms of the word, part of uh, the vernacular, I think, of the spiritual world. So that's the kind of change that, uh, that I've seen since the beginning. It's, and what about your own personal change in understanding or clarity I don't know. I, I think I'm more open to just the different voices that are out there. I'm definitely more open to my own resistances. Yeah. De definitely. Definitely more. You have to be because you're challenged so much. Yeah. So that's definitely more, more clear. But what underlies all that, you know, or the nature of reality itself, if you want to say, that hasn't, there's no shift there. That hasn't, uh, nothing's really changed. Before I went online in 97, I wrote... Um, I guess you could call it a book, a series of verses, and I called it the Wild Song of Standing Free, and that was an expression of just non-dual confession that I had to make before I went online. Although I didn't know I was going to start all this non-duality stuff online. That preceded that, and it, so it kind of drew a line, and then from that point I was able to, to move on. The very bottom line, knowing that—that's a good question. You know, what I've come to see my own, yeah, my own resistances, and pretty much able to let them just be without getting too caught up in them, or letting them get carried away. that non-duality is the ultimate mind game. Well, it is, because ultimately you come to see that there's only mind. I mean, literally, only mind. If you go out there and um, you know, pick up a, a, a blade of grass, I mean, that, that's mind, yep. as, as I see it. Of course, the identity is challenged, like the ultimate mind game is about who I am, who am I, and discovering whatever that means to you as a, an identity or as a, a form of consciousness um, can only be a, a concept, and concepts are transient. So from the point of view of the mind, there's no end to this game because you know, whatever we come up with can only be a, a concept. So it's an endless maintenance uh, trip 
of maintaining this identity. It is. It's a constant. Every time that identity cracks open, and it does, then it's always a plastering, plastering of it, and that's pretty typical of any of any you know of many lives. Yeah. That as the crack appears uh, to reveal all things as mind, or you can use another word for mind if you want. But as that revelation comes, then there's kind of a plastering over. Yeah. So, but you can never do that forever until you at the point of death. Then, I mean, I think that's it's not too much plastering you can do. <laughs> We've run out of plaster. <laughs> we need we need plaster over here, <laughs> or my mother-in-law's matzo balls also. That's <laughs> <laughs> my identity's falling apart. Sorry. Really? Oh. <laughs> So, Jerry, who were some of the teachers or gurus, authors that influenced you early on? I like to mention all authors, but I, I always liked early on reading Rajneesh or Osho back in the 70s, I guess. Yeah. That really influenced me. And then Da Frijan or Adi Da, I liked him, all those people back in the 70s. And, and even prior to that, books like the Rosicrucian Cosmo Conception but I was like, really, you know, when you get into a searching mode and you really, you know, there's something you got to find out and figure out. That book was important. Later on, you know, Nisargadatu, I Am That was real. It was a real find. I, I just could look at the cover, the picture of him, and that was like the entire book right there, just in a picture to, for me. And, and a lot of the books we read now that are coming out now, and I, you know, I review a lot of them and read a lot of them, many of them are really good. But I don't read so much anymore for an insight or to find something out. But I do like to read to see how people are saying things, how novel some of the expression is. And I also read because that's kind of uh, what I do in non-duality. You know, it's kind of my job in non-duality: read books, review them, and keep up with what's going on. Yeah, I just read Bob Adams' new book. Actually, it's by it's by a woman who wrote a book uh, about him. Yeah, Kellyani. Yeah, so I got that here. I've just read that and made the notes for a review on it. And it's a good book, The Life and Teaching of Sailor Bob Adamson. I like how she talks about his life, the biographical aspect yeah. of it. Really interesting guy. He's had an interesting life. Rough life. <laughs> yeah, rough. Not an easy life. No, no, well, no he, he's, he represents that crack we're talking about. I mean, yeah. He is that entire space, so you can slip into that. No need to plaster it over. So you still live in Nova Scotia? Yeah, I've lived out here since 87, you know, it's a yeah. beautiful country. Yeah. I think it's uh, becoming one of the spiritual or non-dual centers. It, there's a lot of uh, non-dual spirituality here. The Shambhala Buddhist group is headquartered here. Pema Chodron has a ashram here. One of the two Ramana Maharshi ashrams is located here, with the other is New York City, as far as in North America. Um, there's a large yoga community. And two or three of the teachers are really focused on non-dual spirituality. Mm. Non-dual yoga, perhaps you could call it, but at least non-dual spiritual element within their yoga teaching. And we hold what we call non-duality satsangs a few times a year here. 
we bring in 30 or 40 people just to listen to teachings on non-duality and do things like different kinds of yoga, different kinds of meditation, music, poetry. This is like a spiritual celebration with a focus on the non-duality teaching. So yeah, Nova Scotia is a really nice little place. It's away from major cities, so it doesn't have that influence of large cities. It's got its own thing going. It's a good area for an international non-duality conference. So there's no shortage of people talking about this? You know, I just do my own thing. <laughs> I don't really feel like I need to talk to people about this stuff. I don't know, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, how important, how much do you need to talk to people about this? Yeah. Does, a, does a person need to talk to people about this? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are people online, people you, you could talk to by phone, people in yeah. person. But it really points to what this is all about and the search is all about and a lot of it, I think, is just, uh, yeah, you do need some contact with someone who you could call, whether you call it a friend or a teacher or a guru. I think you do need guidance. Everyone does, I think, constantly in one way or another. But a lot of it is just sitting under a tree by yourself, I think, or walking on the beach, just living your life as you live it. You're, you're alone. You're alone when it comes to asking who you are and this type of thing. That's not alone. No one can really help you. Just who do you think you are? Talk a little bit about the book One. I edited a book of uh, readings called One, Essential Writings on Non-Duality, published by Sentient Publications. I wanted to do something that reflected the nature of my website and the spirit of non-duality that I try to put out there. And that spirit is one of variety and diversity. So I wanted to put together a book that just showed the varieties of non-dual expression, but not just different traditions, but also from different perspectives within the world, such as psychology and art, education. So I just brought in just a bunch of writings. I think they were all pretty good. I went out on a limb on a couple of them by including an excerpt from, uh, from Bernadette Roberts. Some people said this is just too far out. But I thought that the salad kind of needed that. And I brought in architects, artists. I tried to give it a lot of variety, but also grounded it in tradition, like the Diamond Sutra or the Apadahuta Gita. So it's grounded in scripture. And it takes off from there a little bit. So it's a nice variety of readings. There's something there for everyone. listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. Oh, is this Urban Guru Cafe? Yeah. Oh, I better start. Wait, wait a minute. I better start uh, sounding more like a Let me, I got to change my, wait, I didn't know this was, I thought, I didn't know that. All right. There is only awareness. There is only this. There is only 
the truth. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I I didn't know. Yeah, I did a radio show. My first interview was a radio show. A woman called me, and so I agreed to go on the show. And we're about to go on the air. She said it would be at different parts of the country. And I said, you know, before, just before we went on the air, I said, by the way, Raleigh, her name was Raleigh James. I said, how many people will be listening? Like, you know, 50,000. <laughs> she said about 2 million. This was the first interview I ever did. I just didn't know what to say. It's all in your mind. 2 million, huh? people, two million people listening to me talk about non-duality. It's on YouTube somewhere. I, didn't, I don't think I did very well in the interview. The interview was actually three hours, three hours, from between yeah. 3 and 6 in the morning. My time. I had no sleep at all. No sleep, and I'm trying to talk for three hours <laughs> to, two, to two million people about non-duality. You're amazing. That's the largest audience ever to hear about non-duality, you know, the kind of free non-duality that we, that yeah. we talk about. Well, of course, the Urban Guru Cafe's got three million, so you can relax. You, oh, what? <laughs> you have a very uh, active forum going. You get a lot of comments, a lot of people listening. Yeah, it goes up and down. Now, do you know Ken Wilber? I, actually, I didn't know him back in the 70s. I, he, we, we were both doing stand-up comedy at the Improv, and I said, look, you know, forget this non-duality stuff. Go into comedy. Go into stand-up comedy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I can get you into the Catskills. You do the Catskills circuit. Forget this philosophy crap. But anyway, he didn't listen to me. So he became one of the great thinkers of our of our day <laughs> Jerry are you still seeking for for what enlightenment and stuff like that well for anything no i'm not seeking for anything like who am i or what's going on or any of those questions um yeah i do find personally more uh, like as I, as I was saying earlier, how resistances come up, or psychological things, and even there, I'm not seeking to get a handle on that. But it just as it arises, it's just a matter of letting it arise, yeah, and letting it subside. But I'm not sure there's any seeking around that. There's really no seeking. All this non-duality stuff could just drop away and disappear. It wouldn't make a difference to me. Yeah, I'd have to fill the time with something else to do, maybe. But uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. you know, I want to do something else. But um, in the first year or two that I was in this, it was absolutely necessary to do it. Yeah. And even there, there was no seeking, but the work had to be done. Yeah, there was a real hunger, a real draw to doing this work in the first, like around ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Yeah, like I was totally carried into it. I it was like I wasn't doing anything. It's still sort of like that, but. Not the same thing. So just go day to day, do what comes up. Well, thanks, Jerry, for chatting to us. You're welcome, Gilbert. It's an honor to be on the Urban Guru Cafe. Lots of continued <laughs> success with it. Okay, and thanks on behalf of the listeners. Thanks very much, Gilbert. Have a good night. Cheers. Salt to the air 
Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.